And I think, yes, we are being live streamed now. So, oops, got it. All right, here we go. Here we are. All right. Good afternoon, everybody. It is Angie Atkinson, and I'm here with the lovely and talented Lise Colucci. Lise, Hello. welcome back. Thank you. <laughs> Who, by the way, just had grand puppies. I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, uh, the only reason I say this is because one of our, that's <laughs> such a key word, one of our um, moderators has a grand dogger. It's the cutest thing I've ever heard. Okay. <laughs> that's that's her right there, Chris. Hey, Chris. <laughs> okay. Uh, anyway, so today we thought we would talk about weird things that are triggered, that we are triggered by as survivors of narcissistic abuse. Now, before we get too carried away with all that, let me tell you this real quick. Peek down in the um, description. If you would like to know how to get in touch with us, how to be invited to these streams five minutes before we start, um, how to get a hold of Lisa, Lisa's channel, my channel, all these things. Hit this. Hit the, hello to my beautiful mod squad, all of them first in the chat today. All right. All right. Let's do it. So weird things that trigger us as survivors. Why are we talking about this? Well, because sometimes when you are going through recovery, it's really hard to find out exactly, like, sometimes you'll be triggered and you won't even know what triggered you, right? And you have to stop and think, right? So now at this point in my life, I'm pretty clear usually on why I'm triggered by something, right? I mm -hmm. can usually look at it and go, hey, this is it. For example, recently, and I might've told this story recently, I'm not sure, so forgive me if you've heard it, but um, recently I was going through some stuff that belonged to my husband and I found um, well, we were going through it together. It wasn't like separately. Okay. Anyway, I, we found this book and it was called an all about me book. Okay. And if you have ever seen that, that series, if you're, if you were born in the seventies or I don't know about the eighties, I was born in the seventies. Don't judge me. Or mid seventies. <laughs> anyway, um, my point is only, okay. I'm, I'm falling apart today. My point is only that there are these books like in the eighties uh, and they were called all about me books. Lisa, have you heard of these? Mm -mm. All about me. Okay. Well, these, these were I'm books that old. I'm too old. Yeah. Oh, she's too old. <laughs> Stop it. Okay. She's not, but maybe that just wasn't over where you were. Anyway, where I lived and around my area, um, the all about me books were books that somebody could send off for. They, they'd get a, like they'd find a form in a newspaper or magazine or something, or they could call a number and they'd send them the stuff. Oh. Basically, Oh my gosh. Yes. I remember these. Yes. Go on. Okay. Yes. See, I knew it. <laughs> but I never got one made by me for me. Nor did I. And, and I felt some kind of trigger when I found this book. Yeah. I mean, yeah, they would fill in like, it'd be like, Angie walks down the street and yes. she's the mailman and, and waves hello. And then, right. and then, so your name's inserted into the book. Right. Those, and they put know. like your pet's name and your friend's your name. And, name you know. and so you feel like you're part of a book and I didn't yes. have one made about me, but everyone, but yeah others did yes and yeah. so for me this book was a big trigger because not <laughs> only did i right? <laughs> not only did i not have one made for me but i really wanted one made for me <laughs> and so and that's dumb but i guess it's because you know where i was was i felt i did i wasn't seen and if i was yeah. seen it was never good not a lot of validation okay yeah so i see the book i am looking at the book and i'm like I couldn't even open it and read it. I was like, I literally started like, like a little baby crying. I was like, what's wrong? <laughs> you know, so I explained to him, it was fine. And we, and I worked through it. Right. Um, so, but what my point is a lot of people, and of course he knows the whole story and everything. It's not like he's in the dark, <laughs> but it, it didn't occur to me that I would be affected that way. 
much less him. And I'm like, mostly pretty okay, right? So I wonder, um, question number one, does anybody remember those books besides Lisa and I? And if you if you remember them, put like a, a yes in the chat, okay? If you don't remember them, say no, um, just because I'm nosy and I'm curious, okay? <laughs> Secondly, I want to know, oh, Chris does, yay. Um, Secondly, I'm interested in knowing um, if you have had weird triggers yourself. Lise, how about you? Have you had Ooh, weird I've, triggers? I've had, to, I've been sitting here trying to think about it. Um, I'm sure I have weird triggers all the time. <laughs> like, right, it's hard to. It's hard to say. Oh, I'm so sorry. My my recall today is not fast. I told um, she was up all night with grandpa. I was up all night. <laughs> so I'm like, yeah. So cute. Um, yeah, something's triggering all the time. I don't know. Yeah. Um, I do know that when they happen, mm -hmm. I mean, it really could be anything. It doesn't matter what it is that when they happen, you're sort of thrown off because it's not yes. a normal, it's not a trigger, like an obvious thing. So maybe, right. yeah, it's something that you're thinking, why does whatever, you know, why does the smell of oranges on Thursday um when i'm outside trigger me <laughs> it's a very very specific random kind of stuff that yeah feels really weird and you don't even really know you're triggered sometimes you'll just have this reaction and you're like why does that trigger me yes like yeah. ellen says uh anyone stirring her coffee way too long clink 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 bothers her yeah i mean that is so guys if you have a weird trigger throw it in the, in the chat if you're comfortable sharing it um it, it's it's strange and and ellen if you know why that triggers you i'd be very interested in knowing um yes okay oh amanda has showers showers yeah, yeah. and um, i i yeah. oh, sorry amanda i'm sorry um yeah adrian said she has some triggers as well she knows her biggest one is when men yell at her yell her name when that person is angry or very very aggressive oh, oh yeah. yeah well that's an odd that's yeah yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I mean i i was watching um a movie last night it was with um it was called something, oh, it was called The Black Phone, okay? And it was about, it's a horror movie, anyway. But at the beginning of the movie, um, and, and this may actually be, to be honest with you, this, <laughs> this might actually be a thing that is meant to trigger people. But there was a scene where the father was spanking the child, and I felt it was too aggressive. And he was yelling and screaming and whatnot. And I was a little bit triggered <laughs> because it looked a little bit too familiar to me. Um, and, and, and my husband was triggered in a different way. The, the man was yelling and screaming. That bothered him. And he was like in the next room, like, could you turn that down? I'm really bothered. Like, you know. But anyway, um, it was interesting. So and that, I think, is a more obvious trigger. You know, if you've been uh, through any yeah. kind of physical Right, abuse, the yelling. Right? Yeah, something that's... Right. But uh, Kit, this is an interesting one, Kit Rivers. And I fully feel you. <laughs> baby talk when not directed at an animal. Mm -hmm. Oh, baby talk when even directed at an animal. I mean, to an extreme, a little bit's okay because yeah, like a little soft a little, voice, a little but, soft voice, or your voice might go higher or sweeter. Right. That's fine. But, but when people, oh my gosh, I heard a woman on a trail uh -huh. when I was walking, baby talking her kid, as oh. as if the kid was never going to learn English, like oh. it, was, it was only ever going to learn baby talk, right? And then baby talking the people, so she's baby talking her kid that something I'm not going to demonstrate it because it was super triggering to the point where I wanted to turn around and like take a different route and uh -huh. and then she turned and looked at me and she said is your doggy friendly no 
no, no. Are you serious? Yes, but we're not stopping. (laughs) Good for you. (laughs) Because you know what? I'm not here for that. And then and she's like, oh, honey, that lady's busy. I just had to, I'm sorry. I had to do a little bit of it, but really (gasps) it wasn't just annoying. It was triggering. And then, yes, yeah. And you know, know, it's the sweet talking narcissist. It it just triggers all of that. Mm -hmm. Yep. See, Mm -hmm. I totally feel you there. And I'm going to tell you something just related, but off topic for the main thing here. I talked to my children like adults from the time they were newborns. Sometimes I talked a little softer than, you know, but like I'd be walking through the grocery store with them and having them in those, yeah. those little things you wear. <laughs> and I would be like, so what do you think we're going to have for dinner today, kid? Blah, 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 whatever. Exactly. And I'm going to tell you yeah. something. All three of them have amazing vocabularies. Just saying. That's me too. Okay. And, and, right. and I'm not saying you're bad or wrong if you, of course, if you talk cutesy to your babies or whatever, but this was over the top baby talking. Like, and because yeah. and then it didn't stop. And then she looked at her husband. She's like, "We should get going." And I'm like, "Oh my gosh, lady, do you talk normal?" Oh I, no, no, that's right. Then somebody else walked by, and she goes, "Do you know which trail is?" Blah blah blah. Like very <laughs> like I like it. Just, it just changed. She changed when she needed to talk to other adults. She thought you were not another adult. Oh, I don't. She was relating me to the dog. To the. And- <laughs> okay <laughs> sorry, sorry. <laughs> she wasn't talking to me she was tell- uh, basically telling me we're gonna pet your dog i don't dog. even talk to my cats that way i talk to them like people as yeah. well and they, just, they even know their names one. yeah it was just, yeah <laughs> it's crazy yeah. lisa i can't even <laughs> that is an experience that would woo okay totally with you on that wait a minute um uh z mebo z mebo i'm sorry i know must say jazz hey jazz <laughs> um says a toxic supervisor's presence is triggering i think that for me any toxic person can be a trigger <laughs> in different ways you know what i mean um anyway okay do you have oh and then audrey says cincinnati the entire city why audrey tell us why is it is that where you were when this happened oh, or well that would make sense if it was yeah, yeah. oh you, peggy said she she's saw torn, the movie she's torn between laughing and vomiting from cringe <laughs> at the baby i could demonstrate the whole thing i mean seriously <laughs> i think you should funny. i had to i Do told it. i came no i'm not going i came home and i had to like get it out i had to tell my kids i'm like oh my gosh <laughs> like, and i i really try not to judge people right of course i don't yeah. care i mean there's like more energy than it takes to judge people most of the time for me but yeah. this is like such an extreme it was so triggering and i'm like does she even know how how icky i feel now <laughs> yeah that is not um oh, yeah boy. yeah <sighs> anyway wow. i was i want yeah ex roommate who would do okay go ahead sorry you were reading something oh you go ahead go ahead i am just out of it let's see okay um so we have one from let's see whoa that was weird okay tracy says people chewing loudly oh, yeah. her mother is narcissistic mother is very dramatic and loud about sheets i have seen that actually tracy um allowed whether they're being loud about what they're eating or <laughs> like that <laughs> yeah. they're making a lot of just mouth noises i have issues with mouth noises i don't know if they'll know it's a, lot but, of uh, do. a lot of people yeah i mean i'm not like gonna freak out next crazy but one thing i will never do is listen to any asmr Oh. No disrespect to any ASMR creators. I know it works for some people. For, it, it does create sensations in me, but mostly sensations of anger and wanting to hurt things. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm yeah. Just kidding. But really just anger, frustration. I don't like that sound. Because uh-uh. they, I'm sorry for doing that, but that's what they do. 
<laughs> with a better microphone. Okay. No, no gum smacking for you, right? Hates no. it. <laughs> it's a no. No. Um, okay. So, Peggy, I want to talk about this real quick. I saw the movie. That, Ooh, that, the wait, scent. Uh, what is uh, the scent of that star-shaped spice triggers me? Do you mean uh, oh, like anise? Star, star anise. Yeah. I think that's what she's talking Dang, about. Yeah, yeah. Scents are a, a good one to. They to, are. They're certain. the fastest route to your emotions is through your sense of smell. Isn't that strange? Yeah, and that's mm -hmm. why you have to be really careful. I think to, because like, they can be good and bad, right? Because like, uh, for example, my husband's mother, she was amazing, and she would wear Clinique. I can't remember the name of it. Not happy. An older, excuse me, form of Clinique. You know what I'm talking about? It's like. It doesn't matter. Anyway, it smelled like a certain thing. It smelled like her. And so like everything, everything that I've like every time I smell anything close to that, I think of her, it's a good thing, you know. Um Ooh, I have a weird one. I have a me. really weird one. Okay, it's a sound one. Oh. So you know on public broadcasting how there's that it's always the same voice, no matter where you live, they make their voice the same. And right? they tell you about who's sponsoring. This is brought to you by such and such of the such and such community and thought it on that little nicey nice mm -hmm. voice. Mm -hmm. That gives me the feeling of morning sickness. I get triggered back to morning sickness being pregnant. But that <laughs> when I first realized I was listening to that and I'm like, oh, I'm so nauseous. And then I thought, oh my gosh, that's how powerful <laughs> triggers are. I was thinking about like, again, yes. totally related to anything toxic, mm -hmm. but that is how powerful our brains are with these triggers. It really, mm -hmm. yeah, mm -hmm. it really is. Yeah. Um, oh, Amanda says that showers trigger her because she is scared to get in because she was always afraid of what he was doing to her by trying to sabotage her, you know, while she was busy. Like, so I, I think what she's saying is, I, I miss this, I, I assumed incorrectly. I don't know if anybody noticed that or not, but I assumed it was something from childhood. I'll just mm -hmm. say that. But she's talking about with her, I assume her ex that makes so much sense yeah mm -hmm. oh yeah and even like sometimes just misspeaking right mm -hmm. or like um if you say certain people say certain words to you or That's certain triggering to me yeah yeah oh yeah um, well we have a, a former client who is now very happily married to a non-narcissist everybody clap for her she's not here but I'm telling you anyway <laughs> uh but she she ended up actually um like she had a thing with her mother her mother would always say who are you trying to impress right anytime she tried to do anything I mean this this girl was an amazing gorgeous doctor and had no like didn't believe that she was worth anything it's crazy mm -hmm. anyway um so so one day she was going to take out the trash or something or pick up the package or something and she just put her boyfriend's shoes on who is now her husband um they you know and of course they look funny like clown shoes on a, on a little tiny person so <laughs> she put his shoes on to walk just a couple feet down the hall or whatever and she said that he he laughed and thought it was cute and he said how are you trying to impress because obviously you're not trying mm -hmm. to impress any shoes. and it was supposed to be funny but it caused a horrible trigger for her because he he had no idea of course uh, but because that phrase is one that had been used on her so often and that's a silly you know a, a well, not too yeah no it makes sense and then there's kathleen r i like your question and i was just thinking about this as angie was talking because i'm getting all filled up like feelings of agitation from thinking about triggers. Can we talk Understood. about what to do when we're triggered? Yes, I think we should talk a little bit about yes. what to do and that there is hope. And here's the thing with that story that Angie just told about how there's this 
thing that's repeated over and over that becomes a negative implant in someone's mind. Mm -hmm. And then someone innocently says the thing, we can't expect the world to know our triggers, walk around protecting us from our triggers, all of that. We don't even know we have them sometimes until someone says something and then, and then we're reacting to them. And we're, if we're, if we're lucky and self-aware at the same time, we catch it (laughs) and we don't lash back out at them. So when that happens, it's an opportunity to heal that trigger or at least recognize it, learn to laugh it off on some, Mm -hmm. if you can learn to like, in that case, clown shoes, that would be, maybe she can, maybe she can't, you know, maybe he needs to know not to joke with her that way. And well, we work through it. Yeah. (laughs) There's ways to work through it. And so let's talk about what do we do to work through these things? Right. And we're going to do that first really quickly. I have two more comments I have to address because I totally, okay. Number one, um, uh, Leona says our little secret is a trigger for her. And, and I get that one, not that particular one for me as much as, um, look what you made me do. That's the one I hate so much. And, and I like, I, I'm mad just telling it to you right now. So we'll move on. Um, but I had to share that. I, I do understand that one. And Audrey said, did you notice the sense of smell is the only sense of all five that automatically is considered negative. Even saying that smells is said in a negative context. Yes. And moving, and I just wanted to share that, but also one last thing, and this one is moving right into how we deal with triggers, okay? Because this one kind of explains, sort of, it's a really great quick way to explain why we feel triggers or triggered. Um, and it's from H. Mogan, I'm, I'm sorry, Mohegan, I'm sorry if I said it wrong. Um, it says, every experience the mind and heart go through, whether they are positive or traumatic, get immediately recorded in our being and mm-hmm. beyond at the atomic level, which there's so much truth to that on so many different ways. And yeah, that's that's why we're triggered. And of course we recall things, whether we like it or not. <laughs> Would we hear like Lisa was saying, hear certain sounds or smell certain smells and, and you know, obviously phrasing and whatever. So yes, I just wanted to share that. Um, okay, so let's talk about what, oh wait, I'm so sorry. We I see Fender Girl saying, or Fender Gal, sorry, certain, certain people trigger. Mm-hmm. Um, her and then I see from Cassandra and it's like a visceral reaction I get that and then Sandra wait a minute Cassandra hello Cassandra thanks for being a member says a trigger for me is if people who talk is people who talk to me in a tone of you need to do this in an annoying manner oh my gosh yes unsolicited firm advice yeah that's like like they're authoritative toward you when they have no right to be so it's judging I, yeah it, it yeah. just is it's yeah mm-hmm. yeah Yes. Um, and Peggy says that, uh, I hear you, Bonnie. I hear it. Peggy says that she, oh, wait a minute. Oh, Peggy says for her always giving a second so that she doesn't have a reactive response. She gives a second before she waits to respond. And then she counters it immediately in her head to counteract any psyops. I think that's very smart. Very smart. Um, yeah, Monica's is good too. I'm triggered when I'm unjustly accused of something I didn't do and accused from others through gossiping about it to others that sounds a little more like being re-traumatized than triggered yes yeah right. very good point tell the difference tell the difference well the difference is it's actually happening again Mm -hmm. it's actually a trigger is not happening it's a remembrance of by something that looks like smells like tastes like you know is like like, sounds like the thing in other words it's an um it's almost you, like a dog whistle from the past. Yeah. Know. And yeah, you can walk by a 
trees when they're turning a certain color and be triggered back to a memory. So it's a trigger right. back, something that's happening that is actually unjust towards you again right is re-traumatizing you is you know it's offensive right. yeah uh-huh yeah it is um yeah and i think <clears throat> i think that one oh, of the main sorry go ahead tell me sorry. No, I'm no, so go ahead. Tired. i'm so sorry i keep thinking like totally interrupting you <laughs> you're fine <laughs> go ahead you're fine yeah. um okay yeah you got okay so so basically, I think the most important thing for me has, similar to what Peggy said, to take a deep breath and step back a minute, but also, like, I'm very good at gray rock, y'all. It's ridiculous. Sometimes I'm too good at it. Sometimes I'm not. But anyway, so I sort of, if I'm triggered, I tend to stop. I mean, if someone knows me really well, they might know, right? Like, there was a situation where I was at a party, and it was so stupid. These two adults adult males began to physically fight and I was horrified and I it was not even that kind of party okay <laughs> anyway it was ridiculous and so I, I found myself in the corner like it was not good not good <laughs> but luckily there was so much going on nobody noticed but see, um, <laughs> that's pretty traumatizing isn't it very much so yeah yeah and and because just anybody beating on anybody traumatizes me I guess. your face it's not like it yeah, was on it was right in another room you know yeah. One, one of the men was literally stomping the other man's head. Oh, it was awful. Okay. No, no, no. This was years ago, but it yeah. was awful. Yeah. Anyway. <clears throat> yes. <laughs> um, yeah. So, so waiting with the immediate, not doing the immediate response thing is good, but also I think having a plan in place for when this happens, right? So like for when you are mm -hmm, mm -hmm. knowing how the, what helps you. Yeah. Right. So like, for example, um, I talk about this all the time, pattern interrupt. If you find yourself spiraling, or even if in the instant that you feel triggered, if you're able to do something to pattern interrupt, maybe this is like, oh, excuse me, I'll be right back if you're in a group of people. Or maybe this is what I do all the time, all the time, is I think to myself, nope, I now cancel that thought and I replace it with this affirmation of my true divine desire. I have to listen to myself. Yeah. It, to, to even hear that sentence, like to remember it, I have to stop and switch sides of the brain from emotional to, you know, mm -hmm. right. So, or parts, whatever. Anyway, that helps me a pattern interrupt. There's lots of other pattern interrupts and we can talk about that later, but then also we have, I have videos. I'm sure Lisa has videos as well. Mm -hmm. Do you a have lot. pattern? Yeah, yeah I, right. Uh, not on pattern interrupt, but on how to handle, how to cope with and perfect. Manage triggers. Triggers. Yeah. Yeah. So that's another way. Um, another thing you could do to Lisa, I don't want to keep talking if you have something to say. Um, I was, you no, know, you made me think of something. Uh, okay. So wait, wait, triggering, so, uh, Monica says triggering is a remembrance, usually unconsciously correct. And that's yes. awesome. Thank you. Yes, triggering yes. is a remembrance. What happens when you're triggered is called an emotional flashback. That's right. So, and when that's you're right. in an emotional flashback, you are in fight flight again. Right. You are. This is why they so, say CPTSD. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So see, you see the cycle, right? Mm -hmm. And only the difference is there isn't something chasing you. There isn't, right. there isn't a toxic person chasing, that's metaphor, right? There isn't something actually harming you. If you're being right. re-traumatized, Angie's fight description or somebody, you know, accusing you of something you didn't do, then it's a, then you're actually having to cope again. You're having to yes. cope and, and use different skills. When you're triggered, um, I saw a car that's the same color as my ex's drive down a street in a town where he doesn't even live. Yeah. <laughs> right? I, that's just me being triggered, right? And then it throws you into an emotional flashback. And 
then we then there's so in that case it's recognizing that you're in a flashback telling yourself you're safe yes. if you are make sure you are before you don't lie to yourself <laughs> you know that of you're course. safe that this thing is not actually happening recognizing your emotions have a place and that you can deal with whatever it was that it brought up um and then there's all kinds of things getting back into your body is a big one to yes. me so like yes. it, i don't know about you but when i'm triggered i'm thinking of one so this i can't tell there's someone i had to i saw and it triggered me because they're not a nice person um but they didn't actually do anything does that make sense so it's kind of a trigger kind of well, sure it's sort of a combo but and it was really hard to stay in my body i was getting really silly and then getting really agitated and then getting really like like all over the place and uh really hard to i had to work to get back into my body first because mm -hmm. i, I, totally I float away i float out you know Same. <laughs> yes yeah. uh -huh. i and that i think is a for me okay i can't say for you for me what i find that to be when i go that way when i start to just like ooh, i'm gone it's it's because that's how i coped in these toxic relationships i i could i can only handle so much right mm -hmm. and we're we're all humans here i think <laughs> as far as we're aware <laughs> but <clears throat> but when you have somebody that and you know how many of you have experienced a narcissist coming at you like they don't stop hours and hours and hours of just everything is wrong and picking and picking yeah. eventually i can't survive it i mean i will i like start yeah. right yeah. so that's when i learned one time i thought oh let's go to my happy place and i started doing that and then later i learned about gray rock and when i learned about gray rock i thought oh that's very similar to going to my happy place the difference is and when i say my happy place i mean out of my head the difference is that gray rock is controlled and going to your happy place is not and it's not advisable but i think that's what why we i tend to at least want to do that in stressful situations right now i will just instantly stop engaging and i will just literally go in my own head and people who know me well know that i've done this but it's not a good thing i'm not saying it's right i'm just saying it's a it's a leftover no thing yeah, yeah it makes sense and kathleen yes that's what i mean disassociate and um yes yeah and because what it feels like when i'm rick right now i'm pretty relaxed i'm pretty calm i'm tired so i'm not quite with it normally i'm pretty relaxed pretty calm here i have a sense of being here i feel like i'm here yes. we're hanging out i'm like angie's right there You're, you guys are in my camera yeah same <laughs> you know, it's all, and it's relaxed but i'm i i notice i'm in the room i'm in i'm not like checked out if that makes mm -hmm. sense yes and that's what i mean by staying in my body when i'm not i'm just all over the place and i'm not even paying attention it almost feels like you're disjointed from being inside yeah. a body in a way 100 yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. I totally agree with you. I, I've experienced, yeah, yeah, and sometimes it feels better to not be inside yourself. <laughs> but but it's, it's important. Yeah, it's gotten way better. I mean, like, so when yeah. you say, "Can you heal this stuff?" Yes, it used to be like, like just deer yeah. in the headlights, you know. And there now, were... now I know it's happening, and I don't feel it quite as bad. And I, so what I can do is take some deep breaths, come back into paying attention to my body. Where am I feeling tension from this trauma? Where from this not trauma from this trigger? Where am I feeling like, where's my body wanting to react? Oh, look, my hands yeah. are fidgeting and I'm crumpling the paper that I'm holding. Well, maybe I can set that paper down and relax the fingers a little <laughs> and, you know, uh, yeah, yeah. Then that's yeah. my pattern interrupt 
instead of using my mind, I will often use somatic things in the body to calm down. You are very good at somatic. That healing, took right? a long way to get there, but that's what I was trying to say. <laughs> that's no, that's really great. Actually, that's a really yeah. great point because something that I, well, we'll talk about that later. Okay. <laughs> but I'm with you. And I think that it is really important. I do tend to, to go from the head first, um, mm -hmm. pretty much almost always, but oh, I have gotten good. better at recognizing yeah. body sensations. What were you going to say? No, it's good. And I think it's one of those things where like, if I don't go to my head first, if I, and I see, I used to go to my head first and I had right. to learn to go to my body first because it wasn't working. Right. Totally. And for, everybody, and for yep. some people, it's the other way around. And for some people going to their head first is the answer. <laughs> so, right. Right. Yeah, it's yeah. different for everybody. Right. So, everybody. so there's like a, I, you know, some people say we have a duality, whatever. I think, you know, our consciousness, subconscious, I'm going to make it simple. Okay. So the part of me that is conscious, that is, that is talking to you right now, that part of me is kind of like a, um, like my, my logical side, I'll say. And then my less logical side, my emotional side, I have learned to literally, I think that's, I think that's why I don't live in dissociation today is because mm -hmm. now only that part kind of goes dormant for a minute. And so like, like if I'm feeling upset emotionally, um, I could still be here with you mostly if it's not too bad, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> you know, I'll, I'll still have moments. I'm a human, but I mean, yeah, for the most part, I, I can manage my emotions by just like, okay, you go back burner for a minute. Let me look at this like a scientist. I love that. Okay, like a scientist yes, thing. You're able to, to do the flip inside the head and for inside some that. it doesn't like, I can do that, but my body keeps reminding my emotions. Wait a minute. Yeah you got to freak out, you know, or whatever. It's, I actually, I want to talk to you more about that after this, because <laughs> I actually have experienced some of that, but not to that same. I think I, maybe my body just shuts off too, in certain ways. We'll talk about that another day. All right. <laughs> if we can talk more about somatic strategies. Yes. yes. And I would, I actually, that's a good idea for a whole video. So I may go it do that. It really is. I may do and that. Maybe, this you Come should do over. that this week. Yeah. And then we should talk about it on the yeah. show here next yeah. week. Okay. Because I'm sure people have a lot of questions. Okay, because I have a lot of questions, or a few anyway. Okay, <laughs> yeah. Um, I wanted to touch on this one comment. There's a couple of, well, first I want to read this, and then I'm going to come back up to these other two. Okay, so um, H. Mohegan says, the first stage is to be aware of the trigger and recognize what it's connected to, and then to consciously redirect our attention to a pleasant occurrence. Yeah, I do this all the time. <laughs> uh, so that the previous memory can be erased and, uh, and be replaced by the new one. Now, this does work uh, up to a point, which is why I say my affirmation the way that I do. Um, and I think it is very, very, everything you said about being aware of the trigger, recognizing what it is to what's connected to, yes, 100%. Consciously redirecting our attention to a pleasant occurrence. This works for some of us. As Lisa was just explaining, sometimes it doesn't work for some people. And that's why, yeah, I, yeah, I, right? And I think it's, I'm very, very interested in, I don't know as much about somatic healing as Lisa does. She's, she's our expert in that. So I'm really excited that we just thought of bringing this up for this week. That's a great idea. And I like what okay. Kit is saying here. I feeling in my body when overstimulated from a trigger makes things way worse. Totally appreciate yeah. that because you know what? Yes, it can. And there's ways to work somatically that can help oh. you as well. Hmm. Because yes, I'm sorry to interrupt. You're right, because your, your, your safety mechanism is to sort of detached and disassociate and and it's basically like saying no stay here while you feel it all <laughs> right uh, and it, it makes a lot of sense to me it, yeah it's and so for yeah. that's why not for everyone 
there's going to be a different a different way in and sometimes it's, it's working the body stuff when you're not triggered mm -hmm. so that there is a safe landing place inside of you that is important and i want to know more about that as we go forward can yes. i say something yes um <laughs> related to that that <laughs> might be why i don't i mean i do try to be in the moment as much as i can but and i probably need to get better at the somatic stuff because anyway but the body thing i wonder if she was also physically abused as a child or an adult i was because mm -hmm. maybe that's why i was not as yeah, an adult but as a child yeah. Yeah. yeah you weren't taught your body is a safe place to be that's right i did not i, I want to say I, I was not sexually abused as a child but i, I mm -hmm. experienced some things as a young adult that could have that were absolutely considered that well it's, but they yeah were, it's right. taken me a lot of years to uh have that be safe have that feel like I, I totally relate to what Kit was saying there. Me too. Yeah, um, totally. From how it was, <laughs> it's mm -hmm. not like that now. So, right. You know what I mean? Like now, right. it now it actually feels grounding and better, and I'm able to get the distance I need so I can do what you do, which is do the brain yeah. the brain yeah. emotion flip yeah. instead of and I, yeah. And I think it like you said, the, different things are going to work for different people, but yeah. I I really do think that understanding and, and using somatic healing as much as possible, or if you can, is, is I've, I've learned well, a lot from you about that. There's always a way to use so, it. You just may not yeah. want to go straight to get in your body and feel really in a trigger. Yeah, you yeah. may not want to, yeah. that may not be the approach. It's our bodies take on this trauma. Mm -hmm. Whether yeah, especially we're or not. Even when we're, yeah, even when we're not physically abused. Because right. Oh, heck yeah. It's yeah, your body, your, your cellular memory of the of all of it is there. Yeah. And we know yeah. that there are studies even that show that ongoing abuse can cause physical, and I'm talking about emotional and psychological abuse only, can cause physical effects, like mm -hmm. big ones. I mean, mm -hmm. and we're not talking about just gaining a few pounds here or losing a few pounds. We're talking about like, like fiber. And, <clears throat> all of it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Fibromyalgia is one that I've seen a lot and, and uh, immune to, um, deficiencies and yeah. autoimmune that's the one mm -hmm. yeah um mm -hmm. lots of that in our population and i've done surveys to see like what's the percentage and it's significantly higher in the survivor population than in the general population so mm -hmm. like it's crazy anyway sorry but Lisa, go ahead no i was i was just agreeing with you and reading okay. people's stuff yeah. at the same time. <laughs> okay I, i've seen a lot of things about um color being a, a trigger for some color. people yeah uh-huh um, yeah they're talking um the color orange is mentioned and some people <clears throat> don't love it some people it, it, that's just i think the color they the first person landed on they also know the color um but every everyone like chris says i have a similar thing with the color orange because my mother-in-law also no longer in my life um and then like you know wait a minute what's this oh yeah th there's so colors could definitely um where did i see the first lnc adores orange <laughs> uh and somebody was triggers okay well i can't find it but anyway oh here we go valerie <clears throat> pardon me she has a narcissist relative who buys birthday gifts for her of her favorite color orange she even said she told me she did that so i'm always being reminded of her she isn't in my life anymore and probably she meant to oh say oh my gosh i had some yeah uh-huh really oh yeah buy it like something in a okay they not only bought me something in the same color that they like which is a color I never wear. I think it was um, like a 
I can't remember. It was just a color I would never wear. <laughs> and, and it was the, not only the same color, it was the style that they would wear and their size of, what? Which, of which I am not the same size. So they just gave you something old that they had or something they didn't what want. What was I brand mean... new with tags on? I bought two and I'm giving you one because it's really comfortable and cute and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, and then, and I thought it would remind you of me. I'm like, sure does. Like I could put it on a mannequin and just call it you because it doesn't fit me. <laughs> like, that's, that's messed weird. up. It was weird. Wow. Yeah. Uh-huh. I bet she got two in this in the mail or something. Probably. <laughs> Lisa's my size. No, I'm not. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'll tell you, I, I I would only buy somebody something in my color if it was because I was like giving them a piece of merch or something like that. Right. <laughs> uh, like I wouldn't like I wouldn't No, it yeah. was very yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like even with my kids, like I, I have an idea of what they like and I buy them what I think they like. But if they, they if they if I buy them something and I don't ask first and then they're like, I don't really think I like I'm like, it's cool, just give it away or whatever. <laughs> it's fine. You know, I I would never expect to actually yeah. Anyway, sometimes I just hear them say, I need this and I buy that. And if it's wrong, I'll just sorry. <laughs> anyway, sorry. Colors. All right, moving on. Go ahead, Lise. Do you have one? Oh no, I was just reading. Thank you for the clarification. Um, this is Mosaic Crone, re-traumatizing and triggering uh, makes so much sense and explains a lot about my reactions when people are rude to my full access medical service dog you know what to oh. that you just ignore them and you say we're working right now and you know they say something why is that dog in here excuse me we're working is yeah it's people are ugh, judgy and awful sometimes and other people are lovely. So yeah, just don't, don't spin your wheels on those people. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. Now here from also the same person, Mosaic Crone, I wonder if the CPTSD we develop affects the same area of the brain. My mother is malignant narcissist and histrionic. My father was her enabler. I want to come back and talk about the histrionic narcissist in just a moment because Bonnie's got some good comments that fit there. But uh, first, yeah, CPTSD affects the same part of the brain as drug addiction, mm -hmm. which, and, and a narcissist may actually, nobody's going to like this. Narcissists can be considered codependents as well on some oh, level. Oh, yeah. Uh -huh. yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, it's, it, they become addicted to us as we become addicted to them. And that's the worst part. They're addicted to the supply we give. Correct. Yeah. Correct. Mm -hmm. yes. Of yes. course. Yeah. Uh, uh, Diane is um, asking um, if these things go away once we're fully healed from narcissists. I mean, it's sort of like alcohol or drug recovery, I think. This is my personal opinion that we get better, we feel better, we almost have no, but like just like I've been out of that marriage forever <laughs> and I've been out of my other person, my mother, uh, her life for like a, a, what, what year is this, 2022? A decade yeah. or better, <laughs> you know what I mean? So, so for way a little more even, my point is, yeah, it, most of it goes away, but but you might still be triggered as you go. So. I, I feel like it just, I don't know, the more open I am to life. Yes. Honestly, I feel the triggers more. And Do you I, really? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I guess because that makes I sense. I've through life very protected. I don't let, oh. people, I don't let anything okay. in, right? And so to let so something you're... in means that, that I'm then open. But it's okay. I don't care. I kind of welcome it because then that just means that's one more thing for me to check off the list of what actually isn't a problem. 
It's just I, triggers. We, we have to stop making them. I think in our minds, these big giant scary things that, that, right. that we need to tippy toe around some things. Yes. Some things are very violence, aggression. I mean, obvious things. Why would you want to be around that anyway? Right. But, but the, you know, there are things that will get better, they come and go, and we learn to cope with them. And as we learn to work on how to handle triggers, it gets easier. That's what I think yeah. makes it easier, not just that it fades away because we're healing. It's part of the healing. Let's Maybe that's the answer. It's part of the healing, learning to it cope. Is. Yeah, to cope and manage triggers. Yeah. I'm kind of rambling, sorry. No, uh, you're not. You're making a good point. And that what I see you saying is that, yeah, okay, so I'm more triggered because now for the first time maybe in your life or at least in the last many years you are stepping out into the world or you have recently I mean within the last few years whatever stepped I mean because we've been together what four years now I think something like that five, yeah, I, least, yeah you know long time so so you're stepping out of that protecting self person because now you've healed to the point that you're ready yeah and now you have these new steps to take right, right. right. yeah and and yeah. I feel like and it's it's okay that triggers are there sometimes. I don't want, I mean, I, I honestly, I think everyone in the world has triggers. Yes. But, you know, so. Yes. Ours uh, might affect us a little bit. Ours, um, and deeper. when we're, yeah. And when we are um, in the healing, like deeply into it, it can just be overwhelming to have them all yes. the time. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yes. Um, I have, okay. So I want to come back to the, the histrionic narcissist really quickly. Um, because Bonnie's talking about her her mother who has, uh, who's, anyway, she said, my my narcissist mother would often say, excuse me, am I speaking clearly? My yes. narcissist mother would often say, thank you. <laughs> Mary is my favorite child out of four children. And then she said also, she would say she was prettier than her three daughters' mother. Mother saying she's prettier than her three daughters <laughs> and that she will outlive us. What kind of mom says that? Well, let me say this too. He's like, saying as a mother, I'm prettier than my three daughters. Sounds I, like, my, yeah. it's like my grandpa. That's how he talked. It's horrifying to me. I, wow. You know what? Yeah. I, okay. But let me say this, Bonnie. I hope this doesn't, I, th I hope this isn't a too soon sort of thing, but we know for sure that the last thing she said is not true. <laughs> and I, I, I don't know why anyone would ever say one child is, I mean, I think, how do I say this? I think certainly some parents and some children like, you know, I, I might relate more in one way to one child than in another way to another child, you know what I mean? Like, but I, I try really hard to make, and I do, I have, I think, made a connection with each kid, right? A, a good connection. Um, but but I was also trying to undo, I was, I, I just knew for sure that I wanted each of them to be, to know that they were an individual whole person, yeah. not just an extension of me. That was important to me, for, you know? So anyway, but but the people who, um saying that you're prettier than your daughters i don't even care if you were a beauty queen and your daughters i don't i can't you know whatever have something attractive right unattractive <laughs> why would you even right i mean why, why would you, you ever that? why would you why would someone say that why would some let's look at that logically why would someone say that yes. to, to boost because their insecure yeah. yes yeah yes. to make themselves feel like they're not an aging crumbling beauty and do you know the worst part of that for me is that oh Okay. Okay. I think, did I tell you? Okay. I told this to a client today here. When, okay. Blah, my mother, when I went on a short road trip with her for 
reasons that are un, un, important at the moment. And I had my daughter with me. My daughter was a baby, under a year old, still nursing. Um, but but big enough to like sit up and, you know, whatever. Anyway, so we, on our way out of, our, we stopped to eat. And um, and as we came outside, we were talking before we got in the car, stretching our legs, whatever. And I put these little sunglasses on my daughter and she looks so freaking cute. And so I'm like, oh my God, you're so beautiful. You know how it is. <laughs> I had two boys first, so forgive me. Anyway, and uh, what happened was, my mother said, you shouldn't tell her she's beautiful. Like you're going to give her a big head. And I thought, well, that explains a whole bunch. Yeah. I was like, are you, right? are you joking? Like, no, she was not joking. Anyway, I just thought that was a similar thing. She didn't say she was more attractive and I don't think she no, thought she, she was more attractive. You, she put you but, down for telling you your daughter was a Yeah. Like I was having an ego about her. I, I don't <laughs> Like, you were, oh. Yeah, you were. Well, she showed how she parented is what she did. She absolutely did. Don't, That's ever, don't ever say anything nice about Angie because we don't want to give her a big head. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. my head's big enough for the whole room. <laughs> yeah. Right. And she, yeah. but she was never like a beauty person in general. Like, I'm mean, not saying she's like, she was attractive or whatever, but I'm saying she was never focused on her looks. And, and so, of course, one of the insults over the years when I was like a 16, 15, I can't believe I have a daughter who wears makeup and paints her nails. <laughs> Are you serious? That's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. Anyway, yeah. my point is, yeah. Right. Yeah. But, yeah. but later she did start doing those things as well. So I'm just saying. <laughs> anyway, jealous mother's not good. Or, or they say things like, um, wow, your hair is so pretty. It's just like mine. Which, that explains that this right can here. be innocently said. That can totally be said. In the, you know what I mean? But when it, you know what I mean when it's coming from someone who is toxic. It's, yeah. it's like the only reason you have that is because of me. Yeah. You're oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. Or and the so, child who looks. Yeah. 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 Which, I mean, I've said that to my son's got gorgeous hair. And right. I've been like, it's wow, like yours is just like mine. But. Hit, but yours is so much better is what i say because it actually is right like i'm like i get it what yeah, like, what? yeah. Did you get all that from yeah you know so. this is funny I, I think my son looks just like me my middle son and i love that because uh, but he's more attractive because you know he's younger and taller and whatever but my my daughter in, in the face looks just like her father and i think it really played nicely on her face <laughs> so i tell her about it all the time uh but it's but it's a different way you speak just like you said like yeah, i will say to being like you have that because of me and <laughs> as long as you keep yeah. it just like me then it'll always be beautiful as soon as you don't oh yeah. <laughs> oh, oh i was just thinking of a client who who uh her own mother would similar stuff you know but but would like if she came out to a party or to an event or something and she wasn't like just perfectly quaffed and made up and etc then then her mother would act like almost like she didn't know her <laughs> and it would be embarrassed and ashamed and, mm. and this is by the way a gorgeous woman so there's no reason for her mother to act like that but we'll talk about that all that maybe we'll come back to that <laughs> uh, because that's really the thing is the thing about a histrionic narcissist is they are focused on looks i am not saying mine was a histrionic narcissist i'm saying for whatever reason she felt the need to never ever and I mean, there's a balance, right? Like you can't constantly focus on a kid's looks, but you also, I think have, I think 
for me, it would have helped me to hear that my mother thought I was attractive. <laughs> a, little, a little bit, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. But, you know, at least. It doesn't right? have to be the focus, but it's nice to, you know, you look nice yes. and that's pretty on you or, or say, right. you know, your smile is beautiful and, you know, things, even simple things. Little simple things. And I'm not saying, uh, well, I'm just going to drop that. I'm not saying that she was like, like, I think that at certain obligatory times she would, if I was wearing the dress that she bought me or whatever, you know, what I mean? but also, but also like my freshman year in college, I got a nose ring and it, you know, and, <laughs> and so I still have a whole lot of things to say, but anyway, I came home for a Christmas break, girl, <laughs> you would have thought I had tattooed my face. <laughs> like, <laughs> you cannot wear that to church. You know, I wore that to church, right? Heck yeah. Anyway. <laughs> so, all okay. So there you go. <laughs> right. Well, everybody wears now. Yeah. It's whatever, but oh, I know back then. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Back in the day, I was really a rebel. Mm -hmm. <laughs> anyway. All right. Do you have any other, I don't even know what time it is. 2.52. Oh, we're getting a little bit late. Um, okay. Oh, wait a minute. Kit, did you read about Kit, how she was recently, um, she was getting triggered on a daily basis in a relationship and she, okay. Did you read that one already? I don't want to overdo it. Okay. Well, yeah. well, I think we might have, but she was basically saying she re ended a relationship because she was being triggered on a daily basis. And she said, it's crazy how much more sensitive your triggers get oh when you're constantly flipped for months. I would say that that was probably a smart choice because I'm assuming that you told that person, right? That they, like, that the trigger was a thing. <laughs> like, so if they continued to trigger and trigger and trigger, then Maybe that was the right choice to end that relationship. Right. There has to be some level toxic. of sensitivity, right? Yeah. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah. There's a lot of, okay. So colors. Oh, wait. Ellen says, I can't remember one compliment from both of my parents. I always remind my children how each how special they are. And, and that's, that's what I do too. That's the, the whole thing about that is, and there's a lot of discussion here. We should maybe add this to our list to retouch, touch on it again. Don't you think? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, anyway, so my, my bottom line for just talking about the kids really quick, one, one last thing, I think what I, I'm trying to do, and I think what a lot of us are trying to do is to, I didn't fully understand this at some point, but <laughs> I'm sorry. Um, but when you, when you have children, I'm only laughing because of my phone going off repeatedly and I have to keep it on for a long, long story. But anyway, none of those people that texted me were the people that I was worried about, <laughs> but that's okay. Cause I, I do worry about all those people in different ways. Um, anywho, my point is this, I am personally, and I think that's our larger, and I, I can tell you that it's our larger mission equity meeting. Part of the reason that we are here to try to help survivors is so that they can then create um, uh, to, to st they can stop the the bleeding <laughs> and then each generation that goes past it past mm -hmm. them can get a little bit better you know like I'm not perfect and I've probably done made some mistakes I've probably made mistakes I don't really talk like done made some mistakes I don't know what, what happened there <laughs> but, but I, I have made made mistakes in my life and and with my, my kids I'm, I'm human I did not I'm not perfect by any means but I think the overarching feeling that they each have is that they are an individual, they are worthy and they are, you know, capable and, and that they're worth hearing and worth their opinions matter, stuff like that. You know, they're a whole person. Pretty simple. And, 
Yeah. I think it's pretty simple. That yeah. so for me, that's my contribution to my blog. <laughs> and beyond, I hope they do better than me. You know, I hope they take it the next step. And in a way, this is messed up. But in a way, my mother did take the next step because her mother was very young, and my mother was a little bit older, very very young, and married to a much older abusive man who abused her in front of the kids. And then there were times when they didn't have food, et cetera, et cetera. Well, I grew up in a house where I always had food and the husband, my mother's husband was just madly, madly in love with her. And so I saw a different thing, but then there was all the other stuff on the other side of it. You know, like we did, we had the physical things we need, our physical needs were taken care of. I hear that a but lot this, from people. Right? Yeah. That's why, right. But then the psychological and the physical stuff, not so great. <laughs> not, so not, not even not so good was, was, bad pretty bad <laughs> and it's hard for me to even say that out loud like I know that there's a little part of me that still feels like you shouldn't talk about your mother in public <laughs> <laughs> because that is so ingrained over your whole oh life, it's you know? it's tough isn't it yeah it is it really is yeah yeah oh Ellen's former family would say that her children are beautiful because they look like their dad but they don't look exactly like her that's horrible i mean <laughs> it's horrible um yeah yeah i like that um h mohegan says it's interesting to hear that some parents do focus on the cover over the content and unconditional love and i think that's a really interesting way to put it right like mm -hmm. do we need to okay so we need to add to our list like next generation parenting right like yeah after, uh -huh. okay we'll, we'll add that to our list Chris, would you, would you, okay. It's, it, yeah, cause it's tough because you're going with no template. You're flying by the seat yeah. of your pants with no template, yeah. mm -hmm. trying your best not to do the things that you've figured out that you need to heal from. Yeah. But you're, but when you do this, you're usually like, I don't know about you, but you're, you might be in your twenties or your early thirties and you haven't gotten to the point in your life. I mean, it took me till, I don't know, long time <laughs> to get where, okay, now I'm ready. Oh, wait, <laughs> they've been here a while. Yeah. So, um, yeah, it's a I tough, can, yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I can say this. Yeah. It would. Yeah. Yeah. You're right. I'll save that for next time. Okay. Good. Good. All right. Um, yeah, there's so many, so many great comments here, you guys. Um, I appreciate all of you so much. Thank you for being here. I think we have to wrap up though, because I have a call in three minutes. Um, uh, but hey, Ellen, please. we're almost the same age. Uh, uh -huh. <laughs> I said, oh, oh yeah. Ellen, we're almost the same age. Yeah. Um, Nothing wrong with that. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay, so um, we're gonna wrap up for today. If you have other ideas for, um, oh yeah, moms like to have so many. I could sit here and talk to you, ladies and gentlemen, all day long. Um, so let me just say, it's been enjoyable today. Thank you. Um, we'll be back next week. Please, when's your next live stream? Um, Over on your channel? Yeah. Um, <laughs> okay, hold on. We just had grandpuppies okay. give her a break. Please, okay. Lisa, this is what you're going to do. You're going to come up with a schedule and you're going to put it in your calendar. This is, I'm talking to myself here. So <laughs> Note to self. Note to self. So yeah, I got I to gotta come up with a schedule, put it in my calendar so I actually have an answer to that. I should and, do that. Too. And I will do that. Yeah. Well, we come on here okay. regularly. Why can't I we do, do that there? I don't know why it's harder all on your own, but you know how it is. I know right? why, because it's so much easier to be like, mm, I don't want to, not today. Not even that for me. Or it's you're busy or yeah. I, I let it get busy and I don't put, I don't book the time for myself yeah, or right. for this and I should. So there we go. We'll see what we can do. 
do what I can. Yeah. <laughs> real people over here, you guys. We're just real people. Okay. <laughs> anyway, um, thank you to our amazing mod squad, Bonnie, Ellen, Chris, um, Peggy, who is UNA. Um, I think I got everybody. Ellen. Yeah. Did I say everybody's name? I think I, oh, all right. And thank you, Jennifer, for being here. Thank you, Redheaded Riding Head. We appreciate you. Um, and everybody else here. Thank you. We appreciate you very much. We will see you next week. Make sure you check the description for um, our text setup. If you want to te get text to your phone, check the description for Lisa's channel. Make sure you subscribe to both channels and let me know if you have any other questions, comments, concerns. We'll see you next week. Lisa, anything else? Uh, that's it. Oh, <laughs> good, good to see you. See you later. Bye. All right. See you later.